You're listening to episode 14 of the Take the Reins podcast with Nikki Porter. Welcome and thanks for stopping by. You're listening to Take the Reins, a weekly personal growth podcast for horse owners. If you're invested in becoming the best version of yourself in all your relationships, both human and equine, this is the spot for you. Through our conversations, you will learn how to become a stronger communicator, leader, and deepen the connection you crave both in and out of the arena. Horses have an awful lot to teach us, yet very little of it actually has to do with horses. They reflect back to you who you are emotionally, physically, and energetically. They are a mirror to your soul, and it is time to take an honest look at who you are and who you want to become. I can't wait to connect with you, so here we go. Hello and welcome to Take the Reins. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I hope that you enjoy. I hope that you get something from these episodes that helps you to really become empowered in your thoughts and your actions. And if you're back with me again and you've listened to this podcast before, thank you for returning. This episode today is a great interview with a friend of mine who is not only a friend, but an absolute stunning woman who is a brilliant professional. And this interview could not have come at a better time for me personally. And I know that there's some other people in my circle right now that could really benefit from this conversation as well. So today you're going to be listening to an interview with Laura Davies. She's a whole holistic nutritionist and mindset coach, and she helps women transform their lives to feel confident from the inside out. We really dive into the whole idea of allowing ourselves to become feeling healthy in our body as well as our mind. So when we aren't healthy in our body, then it affects how we feel in our mind or our ability to control things from a physiological standpoint. So it's a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And if you get something from this episode, leave us a comment tag us on social media. We would love to hear from you. If you are personally looking for someone to help you with your nutritional needs and your mindset around nutrition, then I would suggest highly to reach out to Laura Davies yourself. She can be found on Instagram at Laura Davies Health, all one word. And I think you'll really enjoy her. She has some great content on her social media and would be a a lovely asset if you're looking to really improve in that area. Now, interestingly, I interviewed Laura about probably, I think it was the same week that I was scheduled to go and have my very first appointment with a naturopath. So Laura is not a naturopathic doctor, but she is a holistic nutritionist. And it was very interesting because All of the things that Laura and I have the opportunity to speak about in this interview have come up with my naturopath as well. And I have made a lot of changes since this interview was recorded. And really, it all comes down to exactly what Laura describes within our conversation about the importance of knowing what's going on on in the inside and then how it's affecting our bodies physically 
so I think that we're just going to dive right in. Here's my interview with Laura Davies. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for being with me today. I hope that you're having a fabulous day. I am. Thanks for having me. So I love that we're doing this interview together because we've known each other for quite some time and our paths have kind of gone in separate directions and they kind of keep overlapping every once in a while because I feel like we're on a little bit of a similar um, mission in order to get people to understand the mindset side of their health. And uh, so I'm really excited for this conversation today. Absolutely. I think it's almost like they're sort of parallel with mindset is you can come at it from different approaches and, mm-hmm. and can benefit you with your business, your health, your animals, your relationships. So I think it's really neat to kind of bring them together and chat how we each take a different approach, I guess. If you don't mind, just take a couple minutes and just explain to my audience what you do what services you offer so that they have an understanding of your services. And then we'll kind of go on from there because I know that we have a lot to talk about today. Absolutely. Uh, So I am a holistic nutritionist. So as a nutritionist uh, in the holistic realm is we try and take a whole round approach to people's health. So if you're coming in and let's say one of your first things is you know you have allergies, but you want to take a well-rounded approach. We don't just look at your allergies. We're going to take a look at your lifestyle, your stress that may be affecting your gut, uh, gut dysbiosis. We also do testing and things like that. So um, one of the issues I kind of ran into with my clients was I found that we all can pretty much research how we eat or how we should eat or good foods. We kind of know, but a lot of the time is what's holding you back from doing that. So it could be anxiety, depression, or um, maybe you're a stress eater. So one of the things that I've kind of integrated into my practice more, and I've done a course now is on mindset coaching. And it's to help people to really dig into their mindset around food, their mindset around their lifestyle, and really try and um, I guess get them thinking about how much food can benefit you instead of thinking about how restrictive it can be. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one of the things that I really enjoyed uh, integrating into my practice with my clients lately. Mm-hmm. So I've done, so yeah, so I have a different package often, uh, options that I work with clients. So I'll do either, sometimes it's simple meal planning. People just need some help getting back on track. And sometimes it's three to six months of coaching and helping them actually retrain their brain around food. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I enjoy it all. So our audience might be a little curious why, okay, so Take the Reins podcast, it's a personal growth podcast for horse owners. Why on earth would I be (laughs) speaking today with a nutritionist? So I'll give a little background in the sense that uh, Laura and I used to ride together. And so Laura is an equestrian herself, and she really understands our body, but also the mindset that goes along with our horses. So I found it was a great opportunity because we really tend to to focus when we're working with our horses and we're, we want to do better with our horses. We spend all of our time and our money investing on our horse becoming better. So we send the horse to the trainer. We make sure that they're on supplements. We make sure they're on vitamins. We make sure that they have the best hay. They have the, they're on the correct grain. You know, if they have ulcers, we medicate them for ulcers. So we really make sure that the horse physically is able to do the job or, you know, potentially people do this. And then 
on the other side of it, like how are we physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually showing up for our horse? So, Mm -hmm. you know, really flipping the switch and saying, yes, this is fantastic if the horse is all A1, but if you're coming, you're, you're half of the battle here. So if you're coming into this relationship halfway and you're Mm -hmm. not feeling a hundred percent. Yeah. And that's, what's difficult too, is people will start to read, you know, and they think I need to be more positive. I need to do my affirmations and they're doing all this stuff, which is great, Mm -hmm. but then physiologically there's something or hormonally or something is off or you're not getting the right nutrients and you're low in iron or Mm -hmm. low in magnesium and magnesium of course helps you, you know, calm your nervous system and you don't have that, then you can do all the meditating you want Mm -hmm. and, you know, communication skills, learning, you know, patience, breathing. But if you don't have magnesium in your body like that, then you are going to be reactive right. and it is going to be hard to control. Yeah. A lot of people are going to the barn or going into the arena and working with their horses in a way that they're not bringing their best selves, um, whether that be mindset or, you know, a physical condition. So um, Laura and I talked about this actually before we, we started. So just you know, so the audience knows that this isn't the first time that I'm dumping all of this on you. Um, but this is, this is really part of the conversation today is that, you know, I have noticed in myself some changes in my, in my body that I need to address because I know that it's making an impact on my relationship with my husband, with my child, with the closest people around me, but also the horses that I work with. So I'm going to explain it just a little bit. So I know that I've had a lot more sensitivity to touch lately. I have a lot more pain than I normally would have. Um, I'm also noticing that I have a lot of brain fog. I'm having a hard time coming up with words and putting my sentences together. And it's very frustrating because I'm a very linguistic person and a very creative person. And I can feel my creative process slowing. And it's been a little bit of a stressor for me because that's, you know, that's my job is to be able to think on my feet and do things and articulate myself. And and it's been a struggle. And then the other thing that I've noticed in the last little while is my inability to really control my emotions and be able to respond versus react. And, Mm. you know, someone who's written a book on communication and is a mindset coach, it's very difficult to be able to accept that that's something I'm feeling like there's a lack of control of. So I know that physically there's something going on and that it's something that I need to address. And I love that you know about this stuff because I think it's really important for people to hear this side of the equation. Absolutely. And uh, we chatted a bit about inflammation in the body and how that can show up as many different things. And we chatted about in um, sleep and things like that. But one of the big things is um, a lot of people are deficient in magnesium. And magnesium helps to regulate your nervous system and helps regulate your neurotransmitters, which send messages to your brain and your nervous system. And when you are low in magnesium, you will find you have more inflammation, you have more pain, uh, your muscles will feel tight, which kind of gives you that um, overarching feeling of almost like tense all the time, but you're not really sure why, as well as just being able to like relax and calm and have a good deep sleep. Mm-hmm. And you may be thinking, yes, great. I sleep nine, nine to six. I sleep really great. But things like you may not be dreaming. You may not be going into those deep sleep cycles that you need 
to repair in your body. And one of the first things that I usually chat with my clients about is their sleep to address some of their adrenal health. And then of course their gut and the gut brain connection. And I'm sure everyone's really started to hear a lot about that is becoming huge. And so learning how to take care of your gut, learning the right foods to eat, the foods that maybe you should avoid or limit can be very beneficial to your brain health, your overall physical health, your immune system comes from your gut. So if you're constantly feeling sick, that's another question I'll ask is how their immune system's been. Maybe you've been on antibiotics and you haven't repopulated your gut properly with uh, a probiotic. And that can be another thing too, is you want to find a probiotic that's going to work for you because everyone's gut's a little bit different and probiotics aren't all made the same. So the, one of the best ways you can start by addressing your health is by doing a, a stool sample and getting tested. Mm-hmm. So as fun as that sounds, <laughs> it really does give you such an insight to your overall health. And it's so funny because you say that like, oh, well, the, you know, it's a little embarrassing. We don't want to do that. But if my horse needed that done, there'd be yes. zero question. I know that it's been done on my horse because she was tested for hindgut ulcers. So, you know, it's it's so funny that we're a little hesitant about ourselves and, and really taking care of our own health because there's a little bit of shame behind whatever health problems we might have or whatever needs to happen in order for us to find it out. But there's zero shame about going and making sure that our horses are up to oh. optimal health, right? Absolutely. We'll put on a baggie on our hand and scoop right. up ourselves <laughs> as a horse or shove our hand in their mouth to help a right. vet out. No problem. But when it comes to doing a saliva test yourself or a stool mm-hmm. sample, people get all squeamish, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> Too funny. But. So during our conversation, I loved you said something. Um, you said you can do all the meditating that you want, but if mm-hmm. you're really not physically healthy, if there's something physiologically going on, that it's just not going to help you. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I'm sure everyone's kind of read the other side of that, of you can exercise and eat healthy all you want, Mm -hmm. but if you don't take care of your mind, you'll never get there. But the same can be the other way too, because Mm -hmm. people will meditate, they'll take care of themselves and it'll almost be deflating because they'll do all these things and then think, I still feel like crap. Mm-hmm. I just need to be more positive. I just need to be more positive. And that can be really deflating because you can, but if you're having a hormonal imbalance or, or digestive issue issues where you can't really actually even function throughout the day, or like you said, you're experiencing physical pain, that can be really deflating for someone. So one of the things that I, again, recommend for the um, testing your gut is to make sure you are, and blood work, of course, to make sure you are sufficient in your vitamins, in all your levels. And each year we'll have our horses done. The vet comes out, checks them all over, but it's very important for us to do the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So being deficient in something like magnesium, if you're not getting sufficient omega-3 fatty acids, which our brain requires the right amount of dietary fat to function properly. So if you're not taking that in, then you could be damaging your brain or experience things like brain frog. Um, Our hormones also depend on fat. So your hormones may not be functioning properly. And these can all, especially for women, can all be things that can really mess with your brain and mess with your mood 
um, your energy and things like that. And especially something like B12 or B12 deficiency and your B vitamins, those are your feel good vitamins. Mm -hmm. And if you are constantly in a stress state or anxious, you're going to deplete those vitamins. And then you get in the vicious cycle of then you just, you're depleting those, your adrenals aren't working properly. And then you're, you're constantly feeling like crap. Mm -hmm. So it's, it really can be a vicious cycle you get into and you just got to start with one and build your way back up. So it depends on what you have going on. And honestly, going in and doing a full workup or doing, like you said, you've done like a few like tests and questionnaires and stuff to really dig into, you know, maybe these are your symptoms, but what is the underlying cause that I need to fix to alleviate your symptoms? Right. And so then when we take that back to the horses, if you can think about how you could work with your horse when you're feeling a hundred percent, like right now, I know because I feel probably the worst that I've felt right now that I have my whole life. So, you know, if I, if I really look at it, if I have felt like this for the last 15 years and didn't know any better, then I just, you know, you don't know what you don't know. But mm -hmm. when you do finally feel really good, just imagine the clarity that would come with it and the ability to respond to your horse versus react, respond to your husband or your wife or your children versus react. And then to be able to wake up in the morning and not, not force yourself to be like, oh, okay, it's really important that I think positively today, but to actually mm -hmm. feel good enough that you don't have that feeling of like right now, unfortunately, when I get up in the morning, I have, there's pain in different areas as soon as my hit, feet hit the floor and sometimes mm -hmm. sooner. So, you know, when, when pain or discomfort is the very first thing that you wake up to, it's a difficult thing for us to be able to then boost ourselves up and be like, oh, I gotta, I have to have these, I have to think positively today. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can take care of that physical side of things, then it's really important. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same with horses when, when their diet is off mm -hmm. and they're feeling overstressed or anxious, you can see it in them. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they can see it back from you and you can try and hide it as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But it's like with children, they have this ability to see completely through it. And I don't, I know with kids, they have um, the same as us. We have mirror neurons in our gut that actually will mirror somebody in front of us. And that's sort of a, like a physiological thing to protect us. So you know, if you are feeling anxious and you're talking to someone and they're feeling anxious, you can almost feel it off them mm -hmm. as woo-woo as it sounds, the vibrations and stuff. But those like gut neurons can actually feed off what they're feeling as well. And I'm sure the horses feel it. So you can put on that smiling face and, you know, think you're breathing deep. You might be breathing from your chest and they can feel it because they are the same. They're, they're flight animals. So they're picking up on any sense that may feel like a danger. So if you are in this constant state of tense and stress, and like we said, if you're meditating and doing all this, but it's not working because you may be low in magnesium, right? they're going to feel that as well. And even if you're riding or standing near them, they can feel that. Yeah. And really, if you think of it, it's, it sounds so crazy to be able to say it could be as simple of a fix as 
you know, getting your magnesium levels checked, right? So, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this lately because of how I've been feeling and trying to really hone in on, you know, how am I feeling right now? Is it physically, how am I feeling? Emotionally, how am I feeling? Um, mentally and spiritually, how am I feeling? And then how is it affecting the relationships that are mm-hmm. closest to me? And, you know, the horses are some of the closest relationships that I have because right now I'm, I'm functioning with so many a day. But it's all really, it all really comes down to your ability to respond from the most appropriate place. So I know that mm-hmm. that kind of sounds weird, but the way I put it, but, you know, however they're acting for you to be able to respond accordingly versus, you know, feeding into the drama or not having a clear sense of why they're doing what they're doing or making up the, a story around what they're doing and then reacting to the story versus the truth of what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very aware of those things and knowing there's things happening physically for me, it's been difficult to be able to be a person of reason and be able to think my way through it and then not feel like I have that same control that I've had in the past. So I can just imagine our horses have how, you know, if they're out in the field and they, you know, they feel okay. And then all of a sudden they're cut, they come in, they work with us and they feel this weird energy off of us. And then they're getting punished for the thing that we're actually putting out there and mm-hmm. having them respond like, does, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like you're almost emotionally and energetically dumping on them. Yeah. And I'm sure they can feel that. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things that is happening a lot in today's society is adrenal fatigue or burnout. And I'm sure you've heard Mm -hmm. of that. And a lot of times when I'll get someone to run through their day for me, they'll say, no, I don't really feel that stressed or, but I'm doing this, 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 this. And we get to a point where it's like, when do you relax? Do you take time away from your desk to eat your food? Because whether you perceive it as, no, it wasn't stressful because no one yelled at me. It wasn't stressful because I wasn't attacked by a dog. If you're just doing work at your desk and it is giving you a little bit of stress just doing that work, and then you're putting that food in at the same time, your body is still perceiving that as stress. Mm -hmm. So we either are in the fight or flight or rest and digest. So when you're putting that food in and you're in that fight or flight state, and sometimes you get to a point where you don't even think you are. You've just lived on that fight or flight state for so long that you you feel like you are relaxed. Mm-hmm. It becomes the but norm. Yeah. And so you're you're taking in that food and your digestive system's like, no, 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 you're too stressed. We may have to run from this lion. Mm-hmm. So we need the energy to go towards our limbs. So your digestive system's not gonna digest that food. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the first things I'll ask people is do you ever find undigested food? And you're still in this like, yes, all the time. And that's an indicator that they're not properly digesting their food, which means you're not getting all the nutrients that you should be from that food. So some people might even be eating super healthy, but it just may not be in the proper environment where they may not be taking the steps of taking a few breaths before they eat, removing themselves from that stimulus that is a little stressful like work and chewing their food is a big one because a lot of us are, again, you think it's not stressful, but you're running from here, there and everywhere. That's stress on your body and you're not going to be able to digest food if you're shoving it in and running. Mm-hmm. So like simple lifestyle changes like that can be huge uh, for 
simply digesting your food and absorbing your nutrients. And even things like not drinking a ton of water during that time, which can dilute your, your stomach acid, which then allows you not to, again, digest your food properly. So again, part of my job is to look at the whole picture. And like you said, when you work with your clients, you're not just looking at the horse, you're looking at the whole picture mm -hmm. of how they work together. And our bodies are the exact same way. We can't think of our brain as one thing and then our stomach is another. And I got a pain here and I have pain here. It's all probably going to relate and come back to one thing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So is it just kind of becoming accepted or has it been known for a long time and maybe just starting to be talked about the connection between the brain and the gut? I think it's, it's been researched for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like a lot of things, it goes through waves and even the wave of that healthy fats were causing heart disease. Mm -hmm. And now research is saying that not having the right healthy fats could be causing Alzheimer's because your brain is fat and it runs off fat. So I think with a lot of things like nutrition, it's, it is important to keep up on studies and follow. But one of the things I always like to recommend to my clients is think about your grandparents or your great grandparents who lived to be a hundred. Mm -hmm. They didn't eat processed food. They were outside. They walked and eat like they did. They ate from the farm. They ate what they grew. They weren't eating tons of imported mangoes and bananas and eating out of box stuff. They were eating what they had. And a great person actually to mention there would be someone like Miss Henry, mm -hmm. who that's what she does. She grows her own food. She has mm -hmm. her own chickens. Uh, she's constantly moving. Mm -hmm. But science is always changing. But it always kind of goes back to the same thing that proper nutrition food that's available to you is going to be the best thing for you. And I know I got on a bit of a tangent there. No, not but, at all. But yeah, so, like science is changing, but our bodies have not. You know, like yeah. we're, we, don't, we don't adapt to the chemicals that people put in the food because it's more convenient. So it's so easy for us to feel like, oh, well, it, you know, this is, this is the food that's available to us. So that must be healthy for us, which is... Exactly. You know, it feels like it's the right thing because why would we be sold and advertised food that really we should not, there's so many things that we shouldn't be eating. And I'm saying this, anybody who's listening to me right now, and you know me really well, you know that I am not the best eater. And I really believe that that's why physically I'm in the state that I am right now, that I've prioritized over the last few years, really um, honing in on my mental state and my ability to become present and be aware and be conscious. And I've focused so much on the mental and the emotional and, and the physical or in the spiritual side of myself that I n really have neglected the physical side. And now it's caught up to me to the point where I'm, you know, I'm having to, to seek help for it. Yeah. And it's the same with horses. If if they're not taken care of properly, eventually it catches up to them as mm -hmm. well. And I'm sure you see it. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we forget about ourselves and we think we'll deal with it when that time comes. Right. But then by the time it truly takes you down or allows you to not get out of bed, you've really gone too far and it's going to be a lot of work to get back. So mm -hmm. that's part of my job is helping people 
with preventative measures mm-hmm. so they don't end up on medications unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, with the marketing and stuff, it's really sad because it is the way they market is so wordy and tricky and they have professionals doing it that will catch your eye. And same with children, all the Paw Patrol stuff Mm -hmm. and all of those that they want, but you know, aren't great for them is it's really kind of sad when you're like, Nope, let's go over here. And like, look, there's a really great apple for you, but it doesn't have Paw Patrol on it. Mm-hmm. So it, it, and it can be challenging, like you said, because they're saying it has this much fiber and it has probiotics and it has this and that in it. And those are all those catchy words that are, you will see and go, well, it must be good for me. It's gluten-free or it has this much fiber, right? But it's all the other things that they don't mention in there that it's full of chemicals or full of, you know, all the bad oils that you don't want to be ingesting. So, and even looking at the U.S. or Canada versus the U.K., and you look at the ingredients, there's quite a discrepancy between the two because they, they're a bit ahead in knowing what these chemicals and these additives truly do to your body. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy educating people. And sometimes I feel as if I'm almost scaring them a little bit, but I want to help them be preventative before they get to a point where they are taking Tylenol every day or they're on blood pressure medication or even looking at the rate of obesity and type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular health, things like that, that are all can be prevented mm-hmm. through proper nutrition, exercise, stress reduction, things like that. So I think preventive medicine is becoming bigger every day and people are starting to realize that they don't want to end up on medication. No. Do you have advice if someone came to you and they said like, yes, I know I need to eat better, Mm -hmm. but it's so difficult. Yes. What is your, what's your piece of advice for that person? Because, you know, it can be so overwhelming walking into the grocery store and especially, you know, I'm speaking from a mom who I really don't enjoy Mm -hmm. cooking. Um, It's definitely a struggle in my house for me to find the time to be able to, you know, come in and prepare everything and make sure that everything is healthy and, uh, and on the table in time on time and all of those things. So like, what's your piece of advice for the person that just walks in and they're so overwhelmed by the fact that, you know, they don't have a ton of time, they don't have a ton of money maybe, and Mm -hmm. they want to do things so that they're being the the healthiest that they can be both for themselves and their children and their families. So one of the biggest things that I've worked with moms with is have a plan. So I know saying sit down and write out your meals for the week and grocery shopping, blah, 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 seems like a lot of extra time. But if you were to really analyze how much you're on your phone or watching Netflix, Mm -hmm. you could take half an hour, do a little grocery inventory in your fridge, have a plan in front of you. So let's say you want it, you could make up on Sunday a shepherd's pie, which would be really great. You could make that. That could be for even three days if you made it big enough. Mm-hmm. So things like that is having a plan and even things on Pinterest, looking up quick, easy meals that are great in the freezer mm-hmm. and just really focusing on whole foods. So again, going back to thinking about what your grandparents ate. So if you were to go out in the wild today, what would you eat? So you would want to find things like berries and apples or things you could grow. So 
what could you grow? If you had a garden, you would do sweet potatoes, you would do squashes. All of those foods are very healthy and they would be readily available to us, not in winter, but, mm-hmm. but to grow in the summer to keep in storage. Mm-hmm. And then same, you would have your local farmers with their meats and cows, pork, all of that. And one of my favorite things is to advise them to go to a farmer's market because you generally know, and you can get to know the farmers too, is what they're feeding their animals, how they treat them, how things are grown. When you go to the superstore and you pick up something and you're like, well, is this good for me? It's, you know, it's grown in Mexico. It's traveled this far. It's picked when it's not ripe. You don't really get the answers. Mm -hmm. So as much as you can, shopping local, getting to know farmers, talking even in Facebook groups. There are mom groups that discuss things like that or share meals and share recipes. Mm -hmm. But if you're just walking into a grocery store, you're going to want to try and stay towards things without labels, if that makes sense. So the whole foods. But again, you can walk through and be like, well, what do I do with an avocado? What do I do with (laughs) this? All these different types of cabbage. And it can be a little daunting. So again, if you can schedule a time during the week where you can pick out a few meals that you can research, maybe they take 20 minutes and you're like, okay, I'm going to try these two meals this week and I'm going to start there. Then adding in a little bit of good each day. So let's say you tried a new cucumber and hummus and you came up with some different snacks that the kids might like, then you're kind of gradually rotating those into a rotation And each week, if you're trying a new recipe, then all of a sudden you got five new recipes, five new meals, and you're adding in lots of nutrients for you and your family. But it does take some work. Of course, people like me are always (laughs) there to help. Mm-hmm. And, there, and there really is, you know, on Pinterest, you can be like, well, I heard keto was best. Well, I heard this was best. You do have to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. When you're first starting out, don't overcomplicate it. Just think about whole foods, things your grandparents would eat. Shop in the side of the grocery store where things are in cold sections or in the middle, not box stuff, but those fruits and veggies. And think about local. Local is is a great way to find the best source of nutrients for your family. And again, really get to know the farmers and things like that. And the farmers markets and local shops are popping up everywhere, mm-hmm. which is so amazing because you're also supporting people around you. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to take us back to two different things. So when you say, you know, supporting people local, it kind of made me think of this. And then it brought, I'm going to go back to when you were talking about preventative. So the thought of, you know, when we don't do this, when we don't take care of our bodies physically, the accumulation of problems that occur, I guess, Mm -hmm. as a result of the neglect that happens, Um, whether that just be from not drinking enough water or eating the foods that we know that we probably shouldn't. But when I think of preventative, we had a couple of new vets come into our area. And so it was Sunny Coast Veterinarians. And I know Carla Frenchville who runs Sunny Coast and you know when they came along I really wanted to support her in in order to support a new business and you know it, we really encourage proper veterinarian care around here because you know really like we we live in in Amherst and if something was to happen to our horses, we have to take them to PEI, to the vet college, um, mm-hmm. which was a great resource for us. However, 
this was a whole new resource for us that was just, it was something we've never had access to before. But one of the things that the vets came in and started speaking about almost immediately was the preventative maintenance that horse owners in the Maritimes really haven't really made a habit of doing yet. So quite often we'll see horses that physically they break down. So our horses Mm -hmm. now three-legged lame. So, well, I can't ride them. So maybe I should call a vet now. And the conversations that I've had with the vets over the last year or so have changed or transformed my way of thinking about vet care in the sense that it's very similar to what you're saying, that we should be having our horses looked at when they feel good, because Mm -hmm. you can find out what's going on with them before their bodies break down. And then it's a whole lot less money and a whole lot less grief and a whole lot more possibility of them becoming sound or physically fit again in order to do what you're asking them to do on the other side of it. So, you know, we've spoken a lot about the vet and I about injections and the the stigma that goes along with injections, but also the benefits that happen when we have our horses injected, when we're expecting them to, you know, perform at a certain level, but then also really looking at the maintenance around their SI joints and, you know, their stomachs and everything else, their teeth. So I think that that preventative medicine, that preventative approach is so Mm -hmm. important for both our horses and the humans. And if we can start, you know, getting on board with that, I feel like We'll be able to have a lot more healthy, I want to say healthy connections between horses and humans, because it's not only that that you're going to have each other feeling physically the best that you can feel, but you're going to come together better as well. Yeah. Well, it's like humans, when you feel better, you're, you want to perform better because you feel mm-hmm. better and horses, unfortunately, until they are actually unable to perform Mm -hmm. we don't necessarily know if they're in pain or maybe they may be feeling inflammation and it isn't to they won't show it until it's to Mm -hmm. a point where they're immobilized Um, and then it's the same with humans and I say to people all the time is yes supplements can be expensive and Mm -hmm. um, even shopping local can be a little bit more expensive for grass-fed beef and stuff but you're either going to pay for your health now or you're going to pay for it later. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you rather pay to feel good longer than to pay when you feel like you can't get off the couch? Right. Yeah. And I think it's the same with horses. And I know even now people get adjustments on their horses and massages mm-hmm. and acupuncture um, and using herbs and stuff that, you know, that can help prevent ulcers and lower their stress and stuff. And then when it comes to them, we'll fight these or don't have coverage, things like that. But again, if you do these things, you pay now mm-hmm. rather than paying later. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, it's super important for on both ends. And I think a really helpful thing that people could do instead of feeling like, okay, well, my horse needs a supplement. So I'm going to just put them on this, you know, my, my friend down the road has a horse that seems to be, you know, their coat shiny and they seem quite healthy. So I'll put them on the same supplement that that horse is on or whatever. But I think it's really important that we, the same way that we should go and and speak to our doctor or a naturopath or, you know, a nutritionist about what we specifically need. 
um, it's important for us to do that with our horses as well. So, you know, look into what are they lacking? You know, there, there's some vitamins that are specifically made for horses that are in Texas, but yet they're being fed to horses that are in Nova Scotia. So there's different levels of vitamins within those supplements that, you know, they're just being peed out, right? Yeah. They're not really helping, yep. helping your horse, but they might help a horse in a different state or country um, mm -hmm. just due to the, to the ground that they live on. So, you know, it's really important that if you're seeing some signs in your horse, whether it be a dull coat or they seem to lack a little energy or they're maybe they're a little more reactive. I know that um, I've talked with vets before. I had one horse in for training that was really responsive, or I shouldn't say responsive because he was very reactive and very cinchy. And we talked about a vitamin B deficiency and the fact that that could be a cause for this horse to be as cinchy as he was. Yeah. And it's the exact same with humans, right? A lot of time people will try a new diet or they'll say, you know, my friend was taking this and I, I want to start taking it, but they might not be deficient in it. And some vitamins can actually be toxic. Mm -hmm. Or if you're on medications, you can't just take any supplement out there. And that's what I caution people is when you're doing supplementing through food and you're looking for your best sources of food, it's a lot safer. But mm -hmm. like you said, a horse that may be in Texas versus a horse in Nova Scotia who's turned out on grass all the time are going to have very different nutrient levels. And it's the same with people with their diet. You may be experiencing same, some of the same symptoms, but it could be coming from a completely different underlying factor. So a yearly workup, the same as horses and testing really never harms. And if nothing shows up, then Perfect. that's good too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you it can never hurts. And, and celebrate. Yeah. And then maybe look at some more lifestyle things like meditation and things like right. that. Right. But it really doesn't hurt. It may be a little costly, some of the tests and things like that. But it's definitely, I find, always well worth the peace of mind knowing because the guessing game or the, the shotgun approach mm -hmm. to healing can be just as costly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Or do harm as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I won't keep you all day, but I feel like I would love to have you back on once I've had some conversations with my audience a little bit. And yeah. I really encourage anyone listening right now to reach out to Laura if you have any questions or if you feel like what she has for services might help you. But at the same time, reach out to me. And if there's anything that you feel like uh, you would like Laura and I to talk about maybe in the future. I feel like you're a really good resource because you understand the horse side of things, but you have such a great understanding about the functionality of our, our body and our brain and our ability to become the best physically that we can become and then how we can also translate that into becoming the best, you know, mentally and emotionally as well. Absolutely. I'm always here for questions from anyone or if they have questions about what I do, I also offer free consults to see if I can help you. And if I can't, then I love, I have a good resource of other health professionals that I would gladly guide you to as well. So okay. feel free to reach out with any type of questions you have. That's beautiful. Okay. Thanks, Laura. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was lovely chatting. It was. Okay. Bye now.
Well, that's it for today. Thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please leave a review and share it with your friends. To learn more about me and what else I have on the go, skip on over to NikkiPorter.ca. Thanks again for listening, and we'll connect again next week. Until then, remember, you have the power to take the reins and live the life you've always wanted. You just have to step into the arena with an open heart and an open mind. Thank you.